Crusaders and welcome to another edition of Batman, the animated series podcast. I'm your host, Alex Robson, and with me, as always, is my co-host, my brother, comic book artist and writer, and the guy who's on trial for eating all the food in his kitchen. It's Mr. Will Robson. <laughs> Say hello, Will. It was me. I'm very guilty. <laughs> Where are these cookies no need for a No need for a trial. It was definitely me. <laughs> I don't know where the cookies are. Yeah. I, I couldn't possibly tell you where the cookies are. <laughs> my beard just full of cookie crumbles. You got chocolate on your face. <laughs> uh, well, as always, we're going to kick off this episode asking you how the art life is going. But I'm not so sure you can talk about too much because it's a lot of hush-hush right now, isn't it? Well, I said yes to a new project today. Oh, she... You know what project I'm talking about. Oh, okay. So you've you've confirmed it's a, it's a go. I've sent the email off to the editor saying I am in to draw this book. And so, I can cool. say on this podcast, I am writing this book as well. So this is a pretty fucking cool experience that's going to be happening. So I'm basically going to spend the next nine months birthing this new book <laughs> and this is with this is with uh you can't say the publisher actually, I, can you? I don't think i could say the publisher yet yeah but no. it is a major american comic book publisher so very well, exciting very cool i did not know that that you did that the only other thing i'll say besides that is i'm still loving putting together outbreaks my independent comic that i released via kickstarter issue two is coming in september but you'll also be able to pick up issue one as well um and i've been making this like uh, letter column in the back of the book that I fucking love. It's so stupid, but it's like, it makes it feel more real. It's like how people back in there used to love Marvel comics because Stan Lee had like his letter column where he like talked to all the fans and stuff like that. And I just randomly reached out to a bunch of my favorite creators yesterday and was like, I'm just going to ask this question. Like, what's the first thing you do in the zombie apocalypse? And I've already got responses from like some amazing people like Freddie Williams, who he drew Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, He-Man versus like Power Rangers, all those like mashup books. Um, and he was a big inspiration for me because he wrote in the DC Comics Guide to, to Digitally Drawing Comics, which is like the thing that made me start being able to draw comic books. So, yeah, really cool. And I'm really excited about that. And I'm just loving putting this book together. And I can't wait to get it in people's hands, uh, probably, hopefully in early July, maybe August. But we're still on track. That's awesome, man. That sounds really cool. I can't wait to see all of that stuff. You've been sharing some things with me recently, and I think it's really cool. Thanks, bud. I appreciate that. I'm making freeze puns for our next episode already. <laughs> but we're going to talk about this episode today. We have a special guest on this episode, Mr. Dan Reber, who's the director of nearly 100 episodes of the DCAU, which is crazy. Wow. But of course, we're going to be talking to him only about the Batman episodes today, specifically a few that come to mind that he rarely gets to talk about. So I'm really looking forward to diving into that. But first, as always, are you ready to do a Cape Capers? Let's do it. Showtime. The Joker's escape from Arkham Asylum, Robin. All work and no play, you know. It's going to be one of those nights. I don't have time for jokes. Hey, no problemo, Batman. Quiet. Come on, let's do a pizza run. You don't touch anything, say anything, or do anything unless I tell you. Got it? Relax. You've had a busy day. All right, this week's Cape Capers has been written in by listener Tyler West. Tyler has said simply, the Scarecrow kidnaps Robin and tortures him with fear toxin. 
revealing Robin's greatest fears. And then it says in parentheses, I'll leave that up to you. What a perfectly written scenario. You're leaving it up to us. I appreciate that. Because some, pe- some people are like, so act one, scene one, establishing shot in the back cave. It's like, no, you don't need all that. <laughs> and this all happens before Batman comes crashing in through the window to save Robin. Okay. So here we go. So, uh, so no Batman for a while in this scenario then. No, but I mean, I, I do love I'm... a bit of macho man scarecrow. Oh, yeah. So uh, Robin's like just suddenly waking up now in uh, Scarecrow's lair, which is an old uh, wrestling factory. <laughs> oh, you're going more macho wrestling man ring than factory. Scarecrow. <laughs> wrestling ring. You know what? Gotham has a factory for everything, as we've it discovered. Does. So they do have an abandoned wrestling ring factory. What about an abandoned uh, strongman gym? There we go. That makes more sense. Yeah, but I also like the idea of Robin being tied up by the wrestling ropes, like as he's being held down. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I like that too, brother. All right. Ooh, so. Wakey, wakey, little dick. How do you know, man? Where am I? I'm, I, I can't move. You are about to experience a plethora of spookiness and fear. Be I prepared can't... to... I'm not done yet. Be prepared to <laughs> face your deepest, darkest spooks. You're a bit pirate there, Mr. Yar, <laughs> I, I've been hanging out with... Who was the pirate that we had? Black Manta, wasn't it? No, Black Manta was Super Mario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember, dude. These scenarios go from my brain almost instantly <laughs> after you see them. Oh, anyway. Level one begins now, little dick. Prepare to find what your third worst fear is right now. <laughs> I'm all tingly all over, and I feel very strange. Spooky tingly. <laughs> sort of. I'm pretty high, Mr. Macho Scarecrow oh, Man. It is cut with poison ivy stick yicky <laughs> to ease you into the process, brother. Oh, oh, no. I'm having a vision. Something's coming to me. Uh, I'm afraid of pulling a funny face, and it, it might stay that way if the wind changes. Wait, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, the, the, it's the true story. Every every boy knows this. If you pull a funny face and the wind changes, it'll stay that way. Uh, I believe that's a schoolyard trickery, brother. <laughs> Not a true fact at all, but if that's what freaks you out, well then, try and respond to this question. Uh, What's going on with your face there, little dick? I don't know, but it's frozen. <laughs> well, it's not that frozen if you can move your mouth. <laughs> I thought you I thought you were not going to move your mouth there, brother. Maybe it hasn't kicked in yet. Go ahead. Respond to my question. Uh, wait, another vision's coming to me, Mr. Macho Scarecrow Man. It's step on a crack. You'll break your mother's back and my mother's dead. <laughs> you must have stepped on many, many cracks then. Uh, she's also smoked crack. I don't know if that's important in this story. Ooh, what was her hookup? <laughs> uh, wait, uh, oh no, my my greatest fear is coming to me now. If you eat a watermelon seed, it'll grow in your stomach and you'll become a watermelon. Uh. These are ridiculously stupid, brother. <laughs> but they're, they're rational fears, Mr. Scarecrow. This is what your toxin's doing to me. Wait, another one, another one's coming. 
chewing gum stays in your system for eight years and I swallowed a piece of chewing gum yesterday. Oh. Now, the scarecrow believes that one, brother. <laughs> That's the one that slipped by, Dr. I Crane. think it might stay in your system for a long time. And I've always thought if you ate too many gumballs at once, it would plug up your butthole, causing you to die from not being able to poop your pants. I'm so scared right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't be able to poop your pants because it will be clogged up with gum. My pants are on the outside, Mr. Scarecrow. <laughs> wait, wait, there's another one that's coming to me. This is the scariest one of all. Marilyn Manson had two ribs removed to suck his own dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I heard that one too many moons ago, brother. Is it true? <laughs> I I believe it is. And all I can think about is how weird it would look to walk in on him doing it. Oh, that's so scary. Oh. Yeah, he's a weird one, that's for sure. You're a weird one, Mitch. <laughs> you make me freak out of here. <laughs> uh, and then suddenly through the window. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Robin. Batman. Robin. Batman, I'm so scared right now. <laughs> Give me some of that. <laughs> Batman, there's no time to get high. Save me. Wait a minute. This fear toxin is the shit. All right. <laughs> when you're like me and you only fear bats. And you dress up like a bat all the time, you're kind of fearless, so. Batman, if you look directly at the sun, you'll go blind. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's true, Robin. <laughs> Robin, I've been listening the whole time. I just decided to wait till now to bust in. You got well, That's fucked up. <laughs> also, Batman, I'm so scared because earlier Scarecrow held a mirror up to my face. And he made me say Bloody Mary three times, and I think she's in the room, Batman. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> suddenly Batman's scared. He's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Bloody Mary's in. Wait, Bloody Mary's real? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, this fair talks is kicking in. <laughs> Scarecrow's just in the corner, just fucking riding the high, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Bloody Mary's real, brother? <laughs> <laughs> they all just have their own separate trips they just have a terrible time each of them separately wake up in a mcdonald's like four four years later like how the fuck did we get here so i've been looking for you for four years <laughs> gotham has run rampant with crime in your absence I'm a man now, I think. Or maybe I'm maybe I'm twelve. I don't know. Happy twelfth birthday, there, little dick. We think it's been four years, but it's actually been like four hours. <laughs> We've been through so much. Robin, I have to ask you a question. Batman. It seemed like all your answers you were just reading off a piece of paper. Is that true? No, Batman. They're ingrained <laughs> in my memory. Hmm. All right. It's a little sus there. I'm a child. They're childhood bits. <laughs> Don't break the don't don't break the don't break the fourth wall, Batman. <laughs> Just seemed like you came to this one a bit prepared with your answers. That's all I'm saying. Bye, Batman. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna go get high, Batman. <laughs> Wait up for me. <laughs> 
All right, Tyler, thank you for writing in that scenario. And if you want to write in your own scenario, everybody, you can do that by emailing batmantaspod at gmail.com. And if you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to leave us a five-star review on whatever you're listening to us on right now as it helps us back grapple up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests. And if you leave a review, we might read it out on the pod at the end of each episode. And please subscribe or follow us on your preferred podcast platform of choice if you have not yet already. And follow us on social media at Batman TAS Pod on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere but Twitter, which is Batman TAS Pod One. And that's because why? Because we are the number one Batman, the animated series podcast. Goddamn right. And in the description of this episode, you'll find a tip jar where you can gift us any amount of money you can afford to give if you so wish. As we are billionaire playboy philanthropists, any amount you can afford to give us is not necessary, but always greatly appreciated. And finally, you can follow me everywhere at Chef Alex Robson, and you can follow Will on his socials, stay up to date on what he's working on now, and get a glimpse of the work day of a comic book artist and writer. Will, where can our listeners find you? Anywhere on the internet at Robson Inc. And that's Robson I-N-K. All right, buddy, let's delay no further. Let's get into our interview with Mr. Dan Reba, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, Crusaders, please join me in welcoming a very special guest to our show. He's directed around 100 episodes of the DCAU, so I won't list them all as we'll be here all day, but the Batman episodes he directed are Zatanna, Blind as a Bat, See No Evil, Fire from Olympus, Trial, Riddler's Reform, Baby Doll, Time Out of Joint, Batgirl Returns, Lock Up, Holiday Nights, Cold Comfort, Joker's Milliams, The Ultimate Thrill, Critters, Legends of the Dark Knight, and Beware the Creeper, as well as a sequence director on Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Please join me in welcoming Mr. Dan Reber to our show. Dan, how are you? Fine, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It is, and Will is also here, as always. I am also here. Hello. <laughs> uh, hello as well. <laughs> i got to find a better way to intro you. Oh, besides, I like... like- I like the way that you just say, and my brother's here. <laughs> That's fine. It works. I'm sure there's a few listeners who are like, oh, thank God Will's there. I don't have to listen to Jess Alex. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Dan, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. As I just listed, there were so many episodes, and we were just talking off a pod about some of them as well. So I'd love to be able to chat about all of them, but we'd never get any sleep, um, sure. and we'd be here forever. So, yeah, I guess we'll go through some episodes in particular today. But before all of that, I'm sure you've answered this before, but I'm super curious. How did you start as a director on Batman, the animated series? Um, well, I, I started uh, as, a, as a character designer um, initially. I, I was going to be a storyboard artist. I wanted to be a storyboard artist, but Bruce needed character designers Im- immediately. And um, that was where he was lacking. And my friend Kevin Altieri had, had let me know about the job. Um, and, and I had been directing at Deke, but I was planning a wedding and I knew I had a bunch of you know stuff going on in my life and I knew that I was uh, going to be very busy and I knew directing on the show was going to take a lot uh, of effort and time. Right. And so I, I thought, okay, look, I'd rather do something that, that's, that's you know it, it, a little less involved. And so I didn't even ask for the job. I didn't even push for that. And so when I started, it was I was doing turnarounds and, and helping uh, uh, mold uh, what the Man Bat design was going to be. Oh, I is that one of the characters that you can I did not design him. Okay. That was Mike Kim. 
Um, but I, I'm the one who kind of like Bruce definitely wanted a monster feel to it and he just couldn't get it. He was getting a lot of cool stuff from Kevin Nolan and he was doing stuff and we were both hashing it out together and we were getting closer and closer, but, but it wasn't it. It wasn't quite it. And then Mike Kim came aboard and he nailed it. He got exactly what Bruce wanted, but I really wanted to have his hands be wings. Uh, it always bothered me that, that his, his, bones came out of his his wrists and his wings just did not make any any sort of scientific sense at all right and i thought the whole point of a bat is that its hands are its wings chiroptera that's what it's it's a hand wing and so i i i came up with that idea and that that was incorporated into the design so i was very proud oh, of that, that the very first idea i had i said we got to do this and Bruce <laughs> like, okay yeah you want that sure let's do that you know, and he, and he wanted to make the show have its own mark away from the comics. So he was really cool with that. That's great, man. Yeah, like that's that's always been a, a fantastic design and just really haunting as a kid as well. Like that transformation <gasps> sequence. It's just, oh, I mean, Will makes Kevin. fun of me. That was then... Kevin. That was Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? I, I, I did I did clean up on that board, though. So I got to draw the man bat, uh, you know, a lot. On, on did that. you? So it was really fun. Oh, that's, yeah. That's yeah. great. So what characters do you remember specific what? having any conceptual, you know, input on that was what we saw on screen? Well, to be honest, I I was mostly like the nuts and bolts. I, I did a lot of incidental characters. And, and so, you know, all the main characters Bruce did, or Mignola did Mr. Freeze initially, and we all kind of cleaned up the designs and, so I was doing turnarounds. I was doing a lot of incidental criminals and, 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 you know, but no like major, like, Oh, I didn't do Clayface. I didn't, I did posing on, on Alfred. I did posing on characters. I did turnarounds, uh, a lot of that. So there's a lot of nuts and bolts animation stuff that, 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 that sort of grunt work that has to get done for the studios overseas. And, and I was doing a lot of that back then, um, before, before we had a, a staff doing that stuff. So, you know, I did the turnarounds on, on, uh, on, on uh, Dick Grayson and on Robin. Uh, I did turnarounds on, on, on Bruce and, and uh, you know, a lot of the main characters. And then a lot of redresses of characters. I did Penguin turnarounds. I did, you know, his redressing for, you know, certain things, you know, things like that. Where, I, this, this has literally been the last three weeks of my life. I've literally just done this for uh, a manga slash animation. They needed turnarounds of all these different characters and I've just, that's been my life. So right. I actually really enjoy that part of the job. Like, yeah. I feel like the pressure's off a little bit because you're not presenting so much to the world. It's more behind the scenes. And mm -hmm. I don't know I personally really enjoy that side of, of art. So, I mean, you know, so a lot of times like we wouldn't get it designed out in time for, for storyboard stuff for, for incidental characters. So you'd be basing it on the storyboard because you didn't want it to violate what was done there. And if that was approved and people were okay with it, then you're just, okay, you do that. And then the layouts would be done in those poses. So there are a lot of my character designs are just like crowd people in the poses from the boards. I did a lot of the monster stuff, the hallucinations from the, uh, from the first Scarecrow episode. I did a lot of that Oh, wow. Stuff. Okay, um, cool. You know, I don't think I did the main, like, Batman, Bat-Demon thing. I think Bruce did that. But I did a, a lot of the, like, giant skeletal thing. And, you know, the skeleton, I, that was mm -hmm. that was mine. And I love that giant know, skeleton. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did the incidental bats. I found a whole page of bats that are really adorable. And I'm like, oh, I, those are cute. I did those. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you were conceptualizing, and then uh, the chance to direct was presented to you, and Zatanna was the first episode. Right. Well, uh, Dick Sebast um, left. He found he found an offer at, at uh, I think it was H and B, uh, and uh, and so he he decided it was it, it was time to, to to leave, and so he left in the middle of Zatanna. And so that's why I have I, the show had already been the works. I came aboard to finish it off, basically. Right. Um, I finished some storyboard stuff on it, and uh, and then and then kind of saw it through. Um, and but while I was doing that, I was also overseeing the layouts for um, uh, what is reality, the Riddler show. So I I, I redid a lot of the, the layouts for that, um, uh, and then uh, and then my first full show on my own was Blind as a Bat. Right. Okay. Yeah. That, that, I mean, I just coincidentally, um, well, I, I don't say coincidentally, I watch the show all the time, whether I do a podcast or not. And that just <laughs> happens to be because there's there's episodes that are in my like in my remit that I watch all the time. Right. And then sometimes I'm like, I haven't watched Blind as a Bat in a while because, you know, we just we just reviewed I've got Batman in my basement. Surprisingly, not as bad as okay. we remembered. We root for the underdogs as well. Oh, so. Yeah, yeah I love of it. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, ba- Blind as a Bat was always one where I was like, oh, it's just a penguin and Batman's blind. But watching mm-hmm. that again the other day, I, I was like, this is a good episode, man. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I, I uh, what was really neat about it, too, is like I, I, I get you know, the script, um, I'm first time directing on the show and uh, I read it and, and, or, you know, I, it, and I'm bothered by an aspect of it that, that has since actually nobody gives a crap about, but, but I, it bothers me because in my mind, um, you know, Bruce Wayne is, is the philanthropist millionaire. Uh, the Wayne Foundation is a big deal. I don't think of him as the Wayne Tech armorer guy. Right. I, in my mind, he was never Tony Stark. In in my mind, you know, the, and 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 I know that has since happened through through Christopher Nolan's films. He sort of, you know, justified all of his armaments by by having come through Wayne Tech. But I always felt like, you know, the guy doesn't like guns. He doesn't. He like wouldn't weapons. have an attack helicopter. He wouldn't with like, have an attack yeah, helicopter. Yeah. So when when this came, you know, to me, I was like. Do I say anything? This really feels so anti what the character is. So I mentioned it to Alan and he went, yeah, okay. Well, we're not going to change it <laughs> because it's like, it's, <laughs> it's locked. <yeah. laughs> but, but we should address it. We should, we should talk about it. And, and, and so he has a line or two about his misgivings about, about building uh, this, this weapon. Yeah. And, and I, was so floored that um you know i that my input was respected and already right off the bat my first time director and i'm like going hey (laughs) and i i i I felt like you know i didn't want to be you know i'm not ungrateful for the position but i also wanted to feel like you have a little bit of input and it's funny because originally the, the the attack helicopter was going to be uh more of a of a, of a, it was going to be a police helicopter. It was going to be more of a direct lift from Blue Thunder, really. Right. It was the idea was it was it was a police helicopter that that he's helping the police with, you know, and uh, and and you know, be like rubber bullets or whatever. I guess I don't know, um, but but the idea was riot control, and then we had riots in Los Angeles. Oh right? no! Right, and so they were well. 
we can't do that. It wasn't the networks and pol- we we just went. Wow. You know, we, we really can't. We self censored ourselves. Going, you know, this is this is look bad. Not the this, right time for an episode. Like this is not exactly the, the smart thing to do here. So so we had to change it to a military vehicle, and 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 that also to turn turned then turned Bruce Wayne more into into uh, in, into an arms dealer. You know, right, <laughs> you know? right, so, yeah. So yeah, so he had to kind of be cautious about that and kind of like tiptoe around it because it was like the, the, the story changed on us. Well, there's um, there are some later episodes. Uh, well, in the Superman show when they did the first team up between Batman and Superman, mm-hmm. well, it's finest. The I think it was like three episodes and just made into a mini movie or stuff. And there's mm-hmm. a scene where Lex Luthor is showing Bruce Wayne like, hey, we're making these killer robots and their weapons and they're going to be used. And Wayne's like, nah. So I guess maybe even from that episode and later on down the line, they're like, Bruce Wayne wouldn't be, and it was yeah. great to see Lex Luthor be the arms dealer. That makes sense. Exactly. And for Bruce Wayne to be like, no, I'd, I, I'd, I'm I not into do that. that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. So I, I, I kind of feel like, hey, maybe, maybe I had some input, you know? <laughs> so that's, that's, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's awesome. Cool. I love that. So what was the storyboarding process like for you on the show? Um, for me, uh, because I was mostly a character designer, I came in to help from time to time. So there was a section, uh, I'd help uh, clean up boards for Kevin because I was in the room with Kevin. Um, so I'd help help do that, facilitate stuff, you know. Uh, and I would also, I did a little section of uh, POV um so so i did board a little bit here and there on the show you know okay. you you uh have fun with the script you you interpret what you know and, and you play with it they really wanted to goose the action and make it as exciting as possible and and look at a lot of hitchcock and 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 fritz lang and and you know just get that sense of of, of noir that world you know mm. that kind of those kind of compositions and, and that kind of feel yeah, so, Frank, Frank Parr just said the same thing recently, and I love that that's what you referred to as directors, you know, to find yeah. your your influence. Orson Welles, Orson Welles uh, uh, Alfred Hitchcock, Fritz Lang, you know, this the, the classic, you know, mm. Howard Hawks and, and you know, Houston, you know, all, all of the classic noir directors. Yeah, it's, it's always reminded me like of Maltese Falcon and Double Indemnity and all that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what we're kind of we were shooting for and and uh and sometimes we got it you know it's like oh yeah, I, 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 yeah. you know I, I think i mean baby doll it's like the whole ending is very lady of shang you know lady from shanghai and yeah. it's the, the mirrors and all of that stuff and it's uh, oh yeah i've never even thought about it like that that's sure, really cool sure. yeah well okay you just mentioned baby doll so let's start talking about some episodes and such now baby doll obviously is a poor Dini creation mm-hmm. um came out of nowhere as far as again i was talking about episodes that are in my like usual repetition and ones that are not that is usually one that's not because let's face it i'm like well it's about a, a villain that thinks that she's like this little girl still and everything mm-hmm. but as you watch it and more as an adult and understand how complex and dark and like it is how like just how traumatized I, this I, this woman is you know it's an amazing yeah. episode uh, somebody brought it, something up recently. I was watching a video review of it, and and somebody mentioned that that um, things that we didn't actually like say out loud or maybe even think at the time, but clearly um, there's there's a, an element of of her uh, suicidal actually that that yeah. isn't like you know that that cake that's going to explode is clearly she's taking them all with her, right? And and we kind of weren't 
leaning into that. We were just making, oh, she's crazy and whatever. But it's actually, what, what is she trying to do here? You know, what is the <laughs> final attempt? And and it's like to recreate her life and then end it, you know. Right. Like, you know, and and I, I it, it didn't really, it, it's it's one of those things you watch a show years later going, oh my gosh, that's what we were doing. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Super dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. I get the metaphor for her shooting her mirror, her reflection. I mean, clearly that's, but it, it's, sure. it's, it's metaphorical. Yeah, I didn't. It, it didn't occur to me that it was literal as well. And, right. Um, <laughs> you know, that's. Uh, so, what was your first impression when that script came to you? Right, like oh, you know, I, where you're like, it's about what? No, no, no. I, I, I was totally into it. I, 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 I loved it, and and we had some wonderful designs of the character. And so, I tend to like doing cartoony stuff anyway. So, this idea of like this infusion of this really cartoony element into this serious noir world was this wonderful juxtaposition. Like the Joker, the clown, the light versus the dark. It was it was another take on that kind of thing. It's it, it's uh you know there's um uh oh my gosh the bad seat you know the, there's that film uh, about about an evil child that's a murderer. Uh, and, right. and she just looks like this innocent little girl, and and so. Oh, is it called the Orphan? Is that what it was no, called? called it, no, that's a that's a newer version. A newer this is a one, film yeah. called The Bad oh, Scene. Oh, okay, sorry. It's this, uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, uh, McCormick, uh, the actress's name. Uh, um, she's. Uh, it, it was really really cool film, and uh, and very very dark, um, based on a play, and uh, and and I think in the play she gets away with it, but in the in the in the movie they couldn't have that. So they just have her get hit by lightning. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's an easy way to get rid of someone, yeah. I guess. Yeah, she's yeah, just, yeah. She's just too evil to live. It's like you just smite her. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's 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 cool, though, man. Like, yeah, it was. It is an episode on paper that I look at, and I'm like, that sounds very weird. But then you but, watch it, and it's, it's amazing. Yeah, but but also it's it was based on on because um, I mean, yeah, yeah it, it, superficially it's based on on Shirley temple which i'll mention something else a little bit but the idea of it was based on the idea on on, on the fact that there was um a rash of of child actors that were having problems with with uh you know crime and and various addictions and, and issues uh with their lives and it was a whole right. bunch of in a row that we just kept hearing about this person having problems and this person having problems and this person having problems and 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 so it was sort of based loosely on on the headlines actually um oh. of that and they just sort of like well who is the first child star oh it's shirley temple let's go back and let's 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 ref reframe this as a story from the past essentially um but it's that's but it's based on the idea of the sitcom thing where, where it's like a sitcom star going bad um, yeah no that's i've never even thought about it like that too that's really cool i love that it gives it more depth as well that yeah. now i'm gonna watch it and be like this episode's even better now i know that that's fun <laughs> it was always slightly sunset boulevard to me not in the sense i mean she was a an yes. age aging but it's, it's uh, yes that's style. exactly it too it's sunset boulevard but with a child it's yes it's that's really that's weird. the way i've always interpreted yes it. Yeah. that's exactly that's cool. Oh, it's, it's really neat. What was the other thing too that that it's very layered? Uh, I mean, we did like the you know the Gilligan's Island you know reference and all this stuff. But what's also funny is that the the uh, uh, the, the the cousin Spunky character is based on a character from the Brady Bunch, 
And we actually had that actor come in and do a voice. Oddly enough, he didn't do the voice of the character that we designed after him. <laughs> uh, he played the older brother character, but um, but but we actually, when he came in to record, Bruce was like, "Oh, I love that look. That's the kid. That's the guy." So he did a caricature of him from the record, and that was the character, you know, Spunky grown up. Awesome. Um, it was it was really neat. Imagine being yeah. that kid and being like, I'm now immortalized as this cartoon yeah. character in this episode forever. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And, and the sister was played by Judy Stranges, Stranges who, who was, uh, I don't know if you recall, Electra Woman and Dinah Girl, but she was Dinah Girl on that. But but uh, her, her father had been um, on the Batman, the original 66 Batman show. All right. Um, as who? He, he was, uh, well, no, no, not an actor. He was actually like a producer on the series. Oh, okay. And so... He had been. Uh, he was in, in production, and he directed some episodes later on. Um, and and she was actually in some crowd scenes when she was she was a teenager. Wow! <laughs> so so is is really neat. Oh, I'll show you. I'll show you this guy. This uh this this since we are since you guys can see, this is me. Um, this is you wearing the you wearing the same shirt? <laughs> <laughs> are, you like, are you like a Simpsons character? Do you have the same outfit? <laughs> um. Bruce made that for me back in the day while we were working on the show. This is this is he's a Captain Picard uh, figure that he took. Oh, I did see the Captain Picard. That's yeah. amazing. I love that. Oh, that's really cool. So, what? When did he give that to you? What like? You know, oh, it was some birthday or Christmas ages okay. ago while we were on the show. That's cool. So, that's yeah, really that cool. Was... So the episode that I really want to talk to you about is an episode that's very near and dear to both me and my brother. One that we absolutely adore which is trial, you know, any memories, how was it pitched to you? Any information about trial you can give us, we're all ears, man. Um, first off, I have to say that my initial reaction was uh, uh, grr, jealousy and anger, because uh, when we were pitching ideas, people were pitching ideas for the feature, and, and even for an episode, I kept thinking, you know, for an I would really love to do Batman in Arkham, a kangaroo court situation where the inmates are, 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 you know, have a, have a jury, the whole M thing. I really, I would love to see this. I want to do this. And I hadn't actually formulated a story, a plot, anything. I just like, this is what I want to see. And before I even had a chance to pitch the idea, Paul had this outline that he was, he, he had suggested for, for the feature. And, um, and, but it goes and, to show you had, you had a great idea, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it, it, I'm so blessed and lucky that it came to me because I'm like, well, I, I get to have ownership of this idea that even though it was Paul's, <laughs> I had it too. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only guests who, who have just said like, man, Paul Dini was just like always there and always yeah. with the ideas, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. Just brilliant. No, it's it's true. It's like, oh my gosh, you know. So I I was very lucky about that. And then the other thing that was wonderful was just the record of having everybody together at the record was was uh, wonderful. Was yeah. absolutely it was so cool. Um, and and I, I uh, and to get to meet Roddy McDowell, um, it, it, that was that was wild. You know. I, yeah, I, I was talking uh, when I was talking to Bob Skir, He said that. Um... He when he wrote Luck Up, uh, there was a scene where like Scarecrow was scared to go back into Arkham because yeah. uh, you know he's like, look at me, Batman, I'm the master of fear and I'm scared. But 
then he was told, oh, well, we could do Mad Hatter. And he was like, oh, that means I might be able to meet Ruddy McDowell. So I'll change it. And it never ended up going to the script. And he was like, ah, and it works with the Scarecrow. But oh, yeah, it works much better. Ruddy yeah, McDowell, was a big, he was but, a big deal, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 So it, that was, uh, I was a little intimidated when I met him, as was I as was with Paul Williams, frankly. I, I There was a couple of other guest stars that, uh, on that episode on, on uh uh, blind as a bat that I kind of started talking to more. Um, I just, but I, I always loved Phantom of the Paradise, so I always wanted to talk to you know Paul Williams about that. But um, but I didn't get a chance to. Oh, yeah, we uh, just we just discovered just by doing the Batman in my basement review how much of a songwriter Paul Williams is. You're like the Penguin oh, wrote how many songs? It's, oh my it's god, like, it's like genius, yeah, genius, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, have you ever seen Phantom of the Paradise? No, no I haven't. <laughs> just getting a smile okay <laughs> so go watch it then it's my favorite brian de palma movie actually okay. it's 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 a rock and roll take on fan of the opera and it's uh it's it's very dark very dark um but it's and it's comedic it's campy it's it's but it's still like has so much heart the songs are great it's 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 really really cool it's it actually no, i like cool. it better than phantom of the opera actually i think as a musical it actually works much better for me than the andrew Lloyd Webber thing and it, it actually oh wow you know, that's you know yeah it was uh and it was actually very influential in japan that 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 image that 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 mask and and also paul williams like they made him a villain in a lupin film so it was like they based you know it, it was uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, we'll so, check yeah, it out. yeah, that sounds cool. And I didn't even get a chance to talk to him about it because I was just too like, hum, 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 hum. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, with, but with trial, <laughs> trial, yeah, with trial, yeah. <laughs> well, that's how we are about trial. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the my favorite comedic lines of all time. One of my favorite of all time is in that episode, and it's just when Judge Joker comes out and he doesn't say a single word and he sits down and he just goes. Bang! Guilty! And like that's like that's his contribution to the trial. I think it's one of the most genius comedic lines of all time. Yeah, it is amazing. And uh, you know what's funny is that um, so because I do a lot of editing for like TikTok and social media for this podcast, mm -hmm. I was editing a scene. Uh, so I take clips from the show and like uh, lay it over stuff we're saying, which has been a lot of fun to do on our episode reviews. And I took a clip from Trial. And I noticed, and this is what I, would lead me into my bigger question to you, but I noticed that when Two-Face asks for the verdict, yeah, there's a, obviously there is all of the jury and they're all villains. And when they're going down the line of what they should do, Harley stands up and says, shoot him. And then Killer Croc says, hit him with a rock, which yes. is a great line. <laughs> and when Harley says, shoot him, Mad Hatter also mouths shoot him along with Harley. And I thought it was a really interesting little scene that I've never noticed. And it was only because I'm editing and I'm like, you know, I'm watching it frame by frame. But she, when she says shoot him, if you, if you watch, uh, yeah. And I'm, I mean, you know, it's just, that's what happens, right? With animation studios and stuff like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the animators get confused as to who's speaking sometimes. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And they'll, they'll mouth the words. And we probably were intending to take, retake that. And I think we might have, but it might be one of those things where the Warner Home Video has a tendency to go back to the original takes. This is one of those things that annoy me about the process um, because they have this sort of archival 
sense of like, oh, the first version is the best. That's what was the intention. And what happens is when you're working in television, the process is slow in animation and you don't always get all the retakes in on time. So you get it in the second or third airing. Sometimes not even the second. You can't get it in in time for, for the... So you you actually... The second is really like the one that's the distilled perfect version a lot of the time because you don't get all the all the mistakes mm. in there, you know, fixed in time. And uh, the archive people never take that into consideration. They always go to the first take because somehow in their mind, that's the best. And you're like, no, you morons. <laughs> it's not the best. <laughs> that's not our intention. We intended to fix this stuff. And, you know, you feel like, you know, George Lucas going, no, he didn't shoot first. But it's not that case. We're not really right. Fix, we're not changing it. We're at, we actually fixed things that were wrong that we had intended to do in the first place. And, you know, color mistakes or pops or things like that. And in some cases, you know, those things had been fixed and, and they just didn't get in on time. So I, I vaguely remember calling that retake or noticing that. And I really, I just, oh, okay, really? You mentioned it now. I'm like, oh, wait a second. I thought we fixed that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, the reason why it's still one of my favorites, because one of my favorite movies of all time is 12 Angry Men. Ah, this yes. is like this is like the Batman, the animated series version of 12 Angry Men of everyone being like, this guy is guilty. And then slowly as, as it goes on, everyone's opinion starts to change. And I just think yeah. that it's such a genius idea to have that in there. And I just yeah. think... You know, uh, on top of all that, it's a very well-directed episode. Like the way everything flows, like the introduction of the characters, like it's like, yeah, like I said, it's one of my top favorite, if not my favorite episode of the whole entire show. Uh, I honestly, I, you know, you get so close to stuff. All I see are, are problems. All I see are animation oh, mistakes. Yeah, all I, I see are the, the flaws. And so I kind of go, yeah, it's good, but it was supposed to be better. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so you know that's one of those things you know um and i let's see how do i put this i i, I there there was another awkward thing about it was that um the the the, the voice for for janet van doren was replaced after the fact so um oh, really so, so oh, we okay. had someone else that uh was she did great it was there was nothing wrong with her performance it really wasn't but we had a sense when we were recording or at when we listened to the record that it was a little severe, a little stern. And, and the character was supposed to ultimately take Batman's side eventually and, yeah. and, and be sympathetic. And there was something that wasn't as sympathetic in, in the, in the tone of the voice, just the way, you know, the performance was great. She was a wonderful actress, but it just something about the, the, the voice just felt a little cold. So so uh, they cast Stephanie Zimbalist, um, who, who had, you know, was Ephraim's daughter, you know, yeah, from, it's from Alfred's Remington daughter. Steel, yeah. You know, it's from, from uh, Remington oh, really? Steel. I didn't know that. And wow. she was on, you know, she was a star in Remington Steel and, and, um, and, uh, and she had actually, she knew Kevin. She, she had, she had gone to Juilliard with Kevin. Oh, wow. So, so it, it was, it was like a neat little reunion, um, you know, at the, at oh, and that the must have been session. fun for them to like, yeah, but unfortunately she didn't get to do the whole record and, and, and they right. didn't record together. Like he had just finished his ADR. Right. So she uh... was in there alone. And so she didn't ever got a chance to feel 
like part of the family, you know, in that I sense. I felt it was, it, it sucked because, you know, and the, and the character started as, as like, you know, antagonistic towards Batman and then towards the end, more sympathetic. I mean, just like Bullock and, and, you know, everybody eventually, Mayor Hill, you know, everybody right. starts, you know, fearing Batman and then they kind of turn. Um, and, uh, and so it, it would have been neat to see her again. And, and they never, I don't think, I don't think she came back. Nope. She had been. She was in an earlier show, but yeah. uh, in a in a line, she had a line or two in, a, in an earlier show. But she, but she didn't. No, not after trial. Yeah, we definitely don't see her. Come back. We see her again. And, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's yeah. No, that's it was a cool character because she's the new DA, right? The last DA yeah, turned into yeah. Two Face. So. I know. Yeah. Oh, man, we should have turned her into something. <laughs> no, no, you gotta keep. You gotta keep some people okay. No, yeah, oh, no, they all must become villains. <laughs> Three face. <laughs> we we did that uh, with Batman. We we just re- talked about. Ba- uh, I got Batman in my basement, and me and my brother came up with the kid that kid. Well, he doesn't kidnap Batman, but puts him in his basement. We made a whole side story where he becomes a villain and like a serial killer in the future, and all this yeah. other stuff. Because yes, yes. yeah, something Once plagued to put Batman in, in his basement again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. yeah exactly. Yeah, like little, basically Norman Bates growing up. Yeah, and yeah, coming, yeah. You know, and, and he, he like he makes gunpowder in the basement as well because his mom's like, "Are you making gunpowder again?" We're like, "This kid's a little psychopath." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was yeah that was an interesting episode. Something in the Gotham Reservoir, I think. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and so you mentioned with trial, uh, I think just briefly when we were talking about it that originally it was an idea for the feature film that yes. was eventually yes. mask of the phantasm right oh really right yeah. so so yeah can you talk about well, it wasn't originally per se it was it was just that we had uh th- they were exploring ideas for right. for the feature and 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 paul had suggested this this the the, the idea of this um uh, plot for for the feature and um and then Alan suggested a thing he called masks at the time. Right. That that was uh, about the love of of of, of Bruce Wayne's life, uh, and and sort of it it it, it we was like okay, all right, it's got to be this. You know, this is too sure. too too all encompassing and it's very emotional and it it really it 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 clicked. You know, and and then we, but 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 fortunately, I don't know. A full length trial movie sounds great to me. Like (laughs) maybe the extended edition. (laughs) But I think I mean, yeah. Um, So with Mask of the Phantasm, then what sequences did you direct on that? Um, Let's see, because I I get confused about some of this because there's some things. uh, And in fact, I in an interview, I actually had had uh, misspoke uh, because. Um, it was because one of the characters I'd mentioned was actually the character that gets caught in the very beginning. And it's like, no, it wasn't that guy. It was or killed in the beginning in the car. It was, um, the, the, the funeral scene. I, I directed that, um, in the very beginning. Well, in the, the cemetery, grave, in, in the, the cemetery, the graveyard. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. that was, that was a funeral, the graveyard scene. Mm. Um, and, uh, I didn't board it, but I, I directed that, um, and then uh, the, the the then there was like there was a, a one of the the phantasm. Uh, I, I did a lot of stuff where phantasm is encountering bodies. <laughs> that one, uh, right. and then and then Bruce Wayne uh, discovering that the Joker, that the tall man was the Joker. Um, right. the, the, the red pencil on the on the. Oh, okay. Well, that was photo. you. Oh, that's that was awesome. Me. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it's a great film, man. And uh, as much as Trial, the extended edition would have been cool. I do love Mask of the Phantasm, and I like seeing a backstory to this version of Bruce Wayne. Right, like mm-hmm. you know, it's it's the same, but it's got its own little added lore into it, which I've always loved yeah, about that yeah. movie, which I mean, is really that, cool. That, that, that line about you know, I, I didn't count on being happy. You know, was oh uh, my god, yeah, it's heartbreaking. Really it's hard. It's yeah. it's. Yeah, it's Every like Batman begins of Batman the Animated Series, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, and 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 it's it's one of those things where, given uh, Kevin's life and his story with his with his family and uh, how emotional it was, uh, apparently at that record, he it really was. Uh, he he he, he was really emoting. He right. really it really did touch something. Yeah, um, to the point where where. Andrea caught it and kind of like went in and gave him a hug after that, after that reading, Um, because it was, it was clearly like really, really connecting to him emotionally. Yeah. And it it comes through. I mean, it's literally just a voice and it's so powerful that scene. He just, it's one of the best scenes he's ever done in in anything. It really is. Yeah. It's amazing. Absolutely. So you did a lot of episodes in the the new adventures of Batman or mm-hmm. Batman the New Adventures. I, I always get right. confused of where those words I know, go. In I that. Know. Especially because there's a comic now with I think Alan Burnett and Paul Dini yes, right yes. and and it's called I think it's called the New Adventures of Batman. So I it's kind so. of but the the adventures continues or something. The yeah, continues, the adventures. That's, that's right. That's what it's called. But yeah, when they they came uh, with all the redesigns and I think it moved mm-hmm. to Warner Brothers and yes. no uh, yeah. Um, that's where you i mean from looking at your roster of episodes that's where you really started to like be a regular director on the show uh one of those first episodes um of the new batman adventures was cold comfort which is the mr freeze episode um always loved mr freeze on the show always Mm -hmm. thought it was just an amazing depiction of the character um this episode in particular because I think it was like episode two or three of the the reanimated series, um, stands out to me immediately. I think it's it's something that's always left an impression with me because one, it's very adult themes. Like the guy is literally he's suffered he's suffered the loss of his wife, and he you know she essentially like saw him as a monster mm-hmm. and he started to t- deteriorate and that's why he wants to take away what everyone loves so i love how mr freeze like reflects on what's going on in his life mm-hmm. but the the thing that just scares the ever-living shit out of me dan is when he comes out and he's just a head with spider like mechanical spider legs mm-hmm. i just as a kid i remember seeing that and be like this is frightening and then i got the toy and i remember even as the, the oh, toy freak that toy freak toy freaked me out yeah 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 it's like, so it's, I, stra- I, it's straight out of the thing isn't it like it's yeah just like, it, it, is, it is pop out. it is it was uh james tucker boarded that sequence and it was just brilliant it was just brilliant the way the shadow comes in and we see it you know it, uh, it was it was so cool um yeah no i i i, I believe it was glenn mirakami's idea we were at lunch and he just doodled this thing and he's like what about this and Bruce is like, okay, that's what we're doing. <laughs> well, so it was just freeze his head, freeze his it, it, head with legs. Yes, yes. It's, wow, it's, that's exactly it. And I was like a big Johnny Quest fan, so there was a robot spy thing with the big, you know, the the big eye on a stock thing that at the very similar. Oh yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And uh, so it was, it was, um, and and to some degree, I I think there was also this idea of like. Uh, 
Sub-Zero uh, was, was a really well-made film, but Bruce didn't have anything to do with it. We were sort of, it was sort of like, you know, it was, it was Boyd and, and Randy did this thing separate kind of on their own. And yet it was canon. So we were, mm-hmm. we were like, okay, so we're, we're playing with this toolbox now. And, and we're playing with these, you know, with their, you know, <laughs> in their sandbox sort of. So how do we, how do we, you know, do this other thing? How do we make it interesting for us now? How do we make it fun for, instead of just making another Mr. Free story and just keep going? Cause it's, so we have to find a way to justify. So the whole idea of his body having deteriorated kind of came out of like, what, where else, where else do we go with it? How far right. do we push it? Right. Um, and and so that's that's I think where the the justification. Uh, yeah, I I, I love that angle with that character. Um, and then, you know, in turn with Canon, he becomes immortal and shows up later in Batman Beyond as just exactly. like a head, exactly. and he's lived for hundreds of years or something. Yes. Well, not hundreds, but decades yeah. and decades, and he's yeah. yeah, he's just a head in the jar. And I, I know it's crazy. Yeah, I love that. And stuff. it's one of those classic horror tropes too. It's like the the, the B movie thing with the head in a jar. It's like it's yeah, like, you know. The yes. brain that wouldn't die and all these things. It's like, yeah. Yeah, like reanimator or something like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Who, you know, was also eventually on our show. So, Oh, uh, was he? Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey Combs did the, was a scarecrow later on. Oh, did, of course. My, my brother knows the ins and outs of everything. I don't. Um, that's, <laughs> that's shocking to me. I didn't know. Yeah, that. I, I, we, that's we, right, because he's the new scarecrow, right? When they yes. did the revamp. Right. And he's the one with the noose around his neck and like the yes. cool, like. That, yes. And that's hat. the guy who played Reanimator then. Yes. That's so cool. Yes. Thank you. I, I, I Blowing saw my mind. Him. <laughs> well, the funny thing was how that worked. It was, uh, and and there, there's two instances where I helped cast the show. Uh, three kind of sort of maybe not really but it probably would have happened anyway but when bruce told us the story about the gray ghost uh he mentioned that that gary owens would be doing the voice of the gray ghost i thought well that seemed like adam west should be doing it bruce went oh my gosh and then he ran out of the room and that was the case but then i heard heard later on that tom ruger who wrote the story had always intended for adam west to be the voice and somehow that news didn't get to bruce or andrea so that that wasn't yeah so here i'm thinking i was responsible and actually it was like well no not really actually the writer well again you had a good idea that everyone else in my mind i had something to do with it but uh same as the trial right it's a very (laughs) rushman thing it's like yeah but the reality some you know it was a little different but i still feel that way you know (laughs) know? yeah Um, but 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 this was uh uh jeffrey combs was we we did our you know, it was Hollywood. We were in Sherman Oaks, and we we had an we were in an office building next to a mall. So we would take our lunches at the food court at the mall, and uh, so I was going up the escalator. He was coming down, and that was Jeffrey Combs. And I went, "Oh my gosh, there's the reanimator!" Oh, oh wow! And I asked him, uh, "Would you be open to doing cartoon voices?" And he said, "Yeah, sure." So I ran back to the office and I went, you know, I bumped into Jeffrey Combs at the, at the mall and, you know, he wants to do cartoon voices. And then Bruce is like, okay, I'll call Andrea. We'll get his agent and whatever. And he had just been th- thinking about, you know, the redesign for Scarecrow and wanting to do a new voice for him to, to match the, the redesign. And wow. so, so we're like, yeah, this there is, was. A, this was is he- the guy. 
Was he drinking like a neon green slushy or anything like that? When you no, no, he, he was just a regular, <laughs> regular guy. And we and he was just so wonderful that we cast him again on Justice League for the question. Um, oh right, and, oh, okay. And, and he he just knocked it out of the park, and he was so great. And that was like supposed to be just one episode, and he was so great that they wove him into the whole the last arc. You know, he was so great they kept bringing him back because he I see that really get- really fun. Crazy, you can get a job just by going to shop around the mall. Am I right? Well, like, that's yeah. and then when we were doing Batman Beyond, I, I, the same escalator. That that's the magic escalator. It's like <laughs> Schwab's. It's like Schwab's, you know, the, the drugstore. You know, I, I, I saw George Lazenby. Um, oh no way! Oh, I'm, I'm, way. I'm such a big fan of James way. Bond. Dan. And you've noticed how I just sat up. I'm like, all right. Yeah, he, my brother's and, a bit of a James Bond head. And yeah. and and OHMSS is one of our favorite films. And yep. we study that film for the editing, the the filmmaking, and he's really very good in it. He's I, a great Bond. Anybody yeah. says he's fantastic, I will defend him. I he's very very good. Um, I mean, he has that voice that just sort of like this Cary Grant quality to him. That just, yeah, it's yeah, so no, he's great. Fun. Yeah, absolutely, and it's also very loyal to the book as well. It really is. It really is. Yeah. And and, and, I, anyone... and I've never seen it. <laughs> no, you've never seen it. Yeah, really. I'm not a huge Bond guy, and that's one that slipped past me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the the editing is incredible. The fight scenes. Um, it, it was one of those things that helped inform our our editing. Uh, later on on the show, um, wow. we we did actually start cutting things kind of like that for the for the action scenes on Superman and other shows, right? Because it, it, it's it's really it, it's um, yeah, it, it, it's an amazing film. You that's, can yeah, it is. I, that's I really can tell cool. that that's my brother's favorite tidbit information he's ever going to hear. <laughs> Well, from a guess, yeah. Yep. I mean, I've I've like messed up my green screen background because yeah. I like stood up like what? It's, gl- it's going to yeah. start glitching into it's like glitching. Hughes' office it's, or something. It's, like so that. Yeah. the cool thing was he was he was you know we 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 I saw him and that was what again one of those things where I saw him ran to Bruce. I'm like Bruce. I talked to George Lazenby. He want he is open to do animation. We should get him for something, and we were in the middle of casting a Batman Beyond, uh, and the Royal Flush Gang hadn't been completely cast yet, and so he's like, "King, we'll get him for King." So- Do you know what, man? As much as I know so much about Bond, I never knew that Lazenby, a Bond, did a voice in the DCAU. Did not know well, that until now. Well, if you watch the episode uh, with the Royal Flush Gang, uh, there's a scene where. Uh, 10 is supposed to be deactivating uh, some uh, undoing a lock for them to get in through the skylight. And, and in, in the script, it just said, you know, he just said something like, take your time, take it easy, take your time, you'll get it. And, and then Bruce went, Oh, I have a rewrite in the record. And he writes down, we have all the time, the time in, in the world. world. I love and it. And he read it and laughed and he's like, Oh, I can do this. <laughs> That's awesome. I just, I just actually. And we all had chills when he said it. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's the greatest. We got it in there. I just drew the Royal Flash Gang in a recent DC comic called Punchline. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you cool. did. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that was so cool to because they've sort of rejuvenated the characters and changed them and stuff like that for a, a newer audience. So, and you know that that's that they're iconic characters for that series. That's for sure. They really are. They really wasn't are. that we, like we, a we was... three different versions? Now we we did three different versions because we did them in the Batman Beyond. Then we did a, an earlier version for um 
for the Justice League thing, and then and then we did uh, we they they came back uh, in a new permutation in in epilogue. In epilogue, um, yeah. So so they were there they were in uh, in several episodes, right. And well, didn't you draw recently? There wasn't there like a courtroom scene with a bunch of Batman villains in it, or like they're all sitting down. It was but... a town hall meeting, and I and basically right. I was allowed to draw any Bat villains I wanted, and I just drew basically all my favorites from the animated series. Yeah, mm. yeah that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, it's just art and forming art, right? Yeah, like that was a joke. Yeah. That was a Joker book for Joker, the man who stopped laughing. That's right. Oh. Yeah, that's a cool book. Um, yeah. So, Dan, speaking about, I guess, different iterations of characters, um, Legends of the Dark Knight, another great episode, really cool, really fun. Um, so fun. I, I love how it's got different versions of Batman from the comics mm-hmm. that we get to see in the sort of Bruce Tim style or the DCAU style. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like for you, you know, directing the episode and the experiences you had with it? Uh, a dream come true. Right. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm one of these kids that, that I'm, I'm old enough, just old enough, because yeah, Bruce is a little bit like a year younger, so his introduction to Batman was the Adam West show. But I had an older brother who collected comics. So I had been exposed to the comics before I saw Adam West. And I was five when the show came out. So I'd actually at like four, I'm watch, I'm seeing comic books in the house. I knew who Batman was. Uh, I had kind of like, you know, and, and the version of Batman that I knew was the the Dick Sprang, the the the, the annuals, the you know, all of that stuff. I, I knew that. And the cards that came out before the series, I collected those too. So to get to do the Dick Spring Batman was like a dream come true because I love Great Joker those. in that. As, oh, yeah. So good. I mean, I, you know, and again, I was always a fan of Batman from, from day one. I, I, you know, from like very young, before I could read, I was, I was a Batman fan. And then the Adam West show just like, you know, obviously distilled that. It just became, you know, and then, um, and then I fell in love with the Neil Adams version. Um, but I never lost that appreciation for this, that Dick Spring style. It was, yeah. it was always one of those things where it's like, yeah, but this is Batman too. You know, this is really cool. Right. Um, it was. I mean, for, as children, it was our first exposure really to these different versions of Batman because all we knew was Batman from either the Michael Keaton Tim Burton movies or Batman the animated series. So, mm. you know, the, the Dark Knight Returns is turned into one of my favorite Batman stories of all time. But this show was actually my introduction to that iteration of the character because I, you know, as a eight year old, I wasn't picking up Dark Knight Returns from my local comic Right, right, right. Yeah. And that was the other thing too. It's like to get Frank Miller, um, you know, his blessing and to see him at San Diego after the show had aired and, and tell him, you know, tell me how much he appreciated it. It was, it was really cool. And um, what a what a sequence to direct would like you know get it son this ain't an operating table I oh, know this ain't a mud hole this is an operating it. table yeah. I messed up the that's coolest line no, of the whole you really did yeah. 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 <laughs> so hard but, but it's but, amazing but one of the things that was really cool about that too was that um, <laughs> was that uh, Kevin Michael Richardson uh, of the voice actor um, had you know we called him in kind of late on on the thing for some i guess the character hadn't been cast for the mutant leader and um and so he he got a call to come in and do a record and he hadn't seen the script so he came in and and it's saw the title and went well this isn't related to the to the frank miller comic is it and it's like yeah and he said wait what the mutant leader 
are you kidding me? I'm doing the movie later. And he was a fan of the comic and he knew wow. his lines before he read them in the script. He knew what he was, he, he knew so the good. comic. He started reciting the lines from the comic and you're like, yeah, th- that's in the show. <laughs> we're going to do that now. Yeah. We're going to do what? Yeah. So that was really cool. That is and cool. Then, and then it was also neat because then, uh, you know, Gary Owens was was Batman for the for that version of Batman, and that was a really cool thing because we finally got to work with Space Ghost, you know, and right, and, 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 you know, and that was um, that was a dream for me as well. And and um, and what was funny was that Tim Matheson had played uh, Jace uh, on the Space Ghost show. He was top Johnny Quest as well, but he had done a voice for us and and was doing ADR just before that we were recording and he had left like five minutes before Gary Owen showed up and I was like oh man we could have had a Space Ghost reunion here (laughs) (laughs) Um, and Michael McKeon uh, who we know now from you know we knew from you know uh, Saturday Night Live and 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 this is Spinal Tap and so many things but also uh, from Better Call Saul um, And uh, and and he was our Joker, and I remembered that he had done a really cool Vincent Price um, uh, impersonation on Saturday Night Live, and I, I mentioned you know that, that we can kind of lean into that kind of voice, and right. kind of did that. He did that laugh, and you know he kind of he made it his own. He made it, it. It's it's not Vincent Price per se, but it, it's in that family. It's 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 in sure. that world. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's also he acts in the reason. Well, I guess not super recent, but the they did an uh, animated movie of Dark Knight Returns, and I'm pretty sure he's in that as well. Wow! I okay. think he's he's sure. I think he's his doctor. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Doctor in that because um, that was a Bruce Tim produced film way yeah. later, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, I personally, I I love that movie as well. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Legend of the Dark Knight, as my brother said, that was uh, I haven't really thought about it until you just said it. That is our introduction to the Dark Knight Returns is through that episode. Yeah. Because we were too young to pick up, you know, I remember sure. I, I remember when you picked up the book. I think you were like twelve or thirteen. I remember you come bursting in the room like you gotta read this. Like <laughs> it's like you have no idea. This is not the Batman that you know. You need to read this. Oh, it's just amazing. It's so and, and what's neat is like uh, you know so my, so many like yeah, you know, uh, James Tucker did the Dick Sprang sequence, and it was just phenomenal. And then, of course, he took that and and kind of pushed the line work a little bit more and turned it into the Brave and Bold series, which was genius, brilliant series. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Um, and then and then Darwin Cook boarded the the Frank Miller sequence. Um, really? Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and Glenn Murakami like like took the boards and did like markers, color comps for it, and we kind of styled the color on on what glenn had done uh i actually had a golden age comic that was given to me by a fan artist john fantuccio john g fantuccio did all these fan covers um of fanzines back in the 60s and you he traded comics with my brother and he gave me this this honestly it was garbage it was a piece of garbage really (laughs) um because it was it was a tattered tattered copy of i think uh, Batman number forty nine or fifty. I'm not sure. It was a really, it was coverless, and and it was it was, you know, the spine was messed up, and it was kind of moldy. But it was in this this uh, vegetable bag that we used to keep our comics in in the '60s before the Mylar came out, and um, and uh, it's it, it was a treasure to me because it was my only Golden Age comic, right. and I brought it into work, and Glenn was like, "Oh my gosh, you know, 
because we didn't it, how <laughs> I'm going to put this without, you know, the, the reprints don't do anything justice. They don't follow the same colors. The, they're all on slick paper. The textures are different. The colors are different. It reads different than they did back in the old days. So it, there really is no way to actually know what the Golden Age comics are like without actually buying one and opening it up. Right. And, um, and so I had one. I was the only one on the crew that had an actual Golden Age comic. And so Glenn, who was art directing, was like used that as the guide for coloring the Dick Sprang sequence. So all the black oh, and white cool. stuff and all that, you know, star colors, all that stuff with the primaries away, it was, it was, it was based literally on, on that comic. You said the cover was missing? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that's because back in the day, comic stores, if the issue didn't sell, oh yeah, yeah, rip they the still cover like, rip and, the cover off and 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 then chuck them and and they have to. Well, like, no, so I think you were allowed to post them would, back to DC and be like, "This didn't sell as well," and then right, you send the you send the covers back, and then and then so that but then those guys that's were like, insane. I didn't know sell. that they would they would but then they would get money back from from yep. from and the they'd publisher. sell them anyway, and then they'd sell them for a nickel. <laughs> they would sell them for yeah. half price, you know. And this was one of these things where it was. It was he had gotten it at like it, it's some carnival. It was like some carnival sale of somebody like you know a pile of comics and this 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 garbage. You know, really was something that 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 you're always just so lucky that nobody threw it away. That somebody some kid kept it for years, like and reread it and re and it's a really good comic. It, it's it's the, the it's a spring uh, uh, Joker story about about uh, bad luck. Uh, it's it's like a, the Thirteen Club. There's a story where Batman dies, um, and and Robin has to go out to replace him, and it turns out that it was it was a scam because. Because the the lawyer was like scamming Bruce Wayne, and so they had to like That's find a way. To, yeah, it's really and and so you know, for some reason, you know, Alfred wasn't in on it, but 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 Robin was, so he has to go and find a fake. He finds some some. Oh, it's crazy. He finds a, 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 a <laughs> gymnast to wear the suit, who's actually. Bruce Wayne in disguise. So, <laughs> as a coincidence. But but we don't know that as a reader. We, we're to, we're we're, right. we're under the impression that it's this new guy that doesn't know what he's doing as Batman, and he's retrained. Um, and uh, and so, which is weird because it's like the lawyer doesn't know the Batman is Bruce Wayne. I don't know how that would you know <laughs> that would work. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like it's cool though, just hearing you talk about that, like how you were able to inject that type of style into Legends <sighs> of the Dark Knight, you know, and like pay tribute to that. And again, like even as kids, even though we hadn't read those books, we got it that these are oh these are different versions of batman that obviously are from probably the comics i think that's probably what i assume we still did. we still had batman 66 because we used to watch it at did. our grandmother's house yeah. all the time yeah. for some reason mm. and that dick sprang segment always just reminded me of the intro to that show exactly that yeah. was the intro yeah yeah yeah, so yeah. Like the like... joker especially in the way his cheeks look and his nose and such yeah. that looks yeah. like the beginning of batman 66 that's a good point yeah and then of course you've got that little nod to joel Schumacher because obviously he was the director of the batman movies at the time and yeah. and he was talking about like oh i yeah i think he was talking about like the outfits that they wear and stuff like that mm -hmm. and i just think that you know of the time that's a fun little nod you know because they're like shut up joel like basically like stop <laughs> stop talking you don't know you're I, I i i kind of feel like maybe we we overdid it with with like you know different time right? different, and, you know yeah and and yeah it was but but yeah. you have to understand that 
there was a little hostility. <laughs> yeah, of course. It was he was kind of like, you know, being kind of mean. And I I I I, I thought maybe we we did too much, but it was like I mean it was at that time you know Joel Schumacher is obviously the guy that's directing it and you're in the limelight I mean Tim Burton got made fun of a bunch of times you know what I mean Even, yeah yeah I mean that's a thing we can we, we can all you know, yeah exactly I, I, and you I, can look I, back I, and I, I, I get yeah, you know I don't, I don't he, think he took offense but um no and and he probably and, didn't and also, even know but, but the thing about, about Joel is that you know he was doing what the studio had asked and you know yeah. he really was making the films that they Ted wanted him to make so mm -hmm. and we all know that now you know I think but back yeah. then obviously we didn't know how much they were involved in all of that stuff like we just talked to Randy Rogel and literally the villain that was supposed to be in the Sub-Zero movie was Bane oh, before exactly. they were like hey we got Arnold Schwarzenegger uh yeah. we want Mr. Freeze you know and right. that was just that's how much they were you know they had their exactly, and, and exactly. changing things which is crazy yeah. um so yeah Legends of the Dark Knight uh, another great one and the other episode I really would like to talk to you about is the Demon Reborn it's one that so as as a fan of Batman I obviously have watched Batman the Animated Series so many times, mm -hmm. and I did watch uh, Batman Beyond and Justice League and Superman. I did check out all those shows as a kid, mm -hmm. but Batman was just like the one that would always mm -hmm. be the, the one I watched the most. So only over the last couple of years have I really dived into watching Superman the Animated Series properly, mm -hmm. and like some stuff I remember, some stuff I don't. I remember coming across The Demon Reborn, and I'm like, okay, Demon Reborn, Superman, wonder what this is about. And then suddenly I'm like, whoa, League of Shadows, Rachel Ghoul, wait, hang on, Batman's in this? And I'm like, what? Is I, I felt like I was watching a new episode of Batman. You know what I mean? I was like, where has this come from? And I even oh, yeah. talked to my brother and he's like, yeah, man, like you didn't know about that episode? He's like, that's yeah. really cool. I, I love that. I, I, had I, love forgotten, that I had forgotten. There's a couple of things that I had forgotten from it was that um, I I had forgotten that in World's Finest that, that Lois Lane knew that Bruce Wayne was Batman. Right. Yeah. I, 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 it's funny because I mean, I've watched it and I love that film and I think it's really beautifully animated and it's really, it's a really fun thing. But for some reason, it, it escaped me that somewhere at the end of that, you know, th that, that somewhere in the middle of that story, she finds out, you know, I know she's and they were like, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and I knew, but, but it's like, but she doesn't know who Clark is Superman, though, which is really like, wait, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How does that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, Batman. she sees, she sees Batman in this episode and she calls him Bruce and like, yeah. you know, it's established like, she already oh, knows. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Right. So that was one of those things that was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew at the time, obviously. I'm just, this is like sure. 30 years later watching these things going, oh, yeah. Because she's like, I was going to pick up the phone. Like, I've, there's a few times. Yeah, I've yeah. Gone to, and he's already out the room. He's gone, yeah, which I yeah. love so much. Yeah. Like, that's I so gotta get better locks. Yeah. I gotta get better locks. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so funny that all these characters crossed over in these cartoons, and it took so long for, you know, the Hollywood studios to be like, wait, maybe the chocolate and peanut butter should go together. Yes. These characters yes. mixing up. Because as kids, it was great. It was from Marvel side and DC side. It was yeah. all one big universe that we thoroughly enjoyed. Um, and it just took so long. I remember for a while, you couldn't have Batman and uh, any other media besides film on live action because they the Hollywood execs said that would just confuse the audience. Like if you have, if Batman yeah. shows up in Smallville, then everyone's going to be very confused about the next Christopher Nolan movie. I don't know who ever said that, but I still think it's one of the stupidest things. Yeah, it's one of the it most is. like money losing things that a Hollywood executive has ever come up with. Yeah. Well, the, the thing now, it's, it's, it's you're going to see something similar now because now they want to have a cohesive universe. So, 
So that, that there's going to be, I mean, I know James Gunn wants fun. He wants stuff to be interesting. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, but it, it, they'll logic something else so that, to justify whatever. But, but, but it's like, but I think now at least there's going to be a singular control where there really wasn't. It was just like, now you can't have it. Yeah. That was the thing. We'd have these embargoes where we weren't allowed to use elements of Batman on Justice League because he had his own series, The Batman. And okay. so we couldn't use Alfred and we couldn't use Robin and we couldn't, you know, and some of the villains were really? off the table unless wow. we actually negotiated oh, so it for did, them. It did oh, it did affect us. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. there, there were there were things. And then when, when Aquaman was being, uh, uh, you know, propositioned as a new series, uh, suddenly all of his villains were off the table. And then the metal men off, you know, where were, they were doing it. So we couldn't use chemo for the metamorpho show. And, and we're, all these things were sort of like, you were just sort of, yes, you can have this entire world, all the Justice League characters, all the characters in the DC universe, except you can't use this and this and this and this. And um, we weren't allowed to use the Vertigo characters. So at that time, Swamp Thing was Vertigo. So we could, he was off the table, right. um, which which grr, I wanted to do Swamp Thing so bad, and then yeah, that cool. say Swamp Thing show up in the in the Batman Harley thing. I'm like, oh, I want to do that. Thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. But uh, you know, I got to do the Creeper. I got to do stuff from my childhood that I love the you know, Creeper. I, I, you know, yeah. But uh, and and the, and the Metal Men never got made as a cartoon uh, until like I think Brave and Bold showed them. So so they did at least show up there, and you know. And all these things that we had, like, oh, man, it'd be cool to have a series based on, you know, Challenges of the Unknown. And, and, and you know, we got to see them animated on that series. So at least, you know, they got their feet wet, you know. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I love all of that stuff. And, yeah, being able to play in that sandbox is really cool. Um, so this is one of our favorite parts of when okay. we have our guests on. It's a game that we play just for us, which is what memorabilia do you have from the show that you can show us where all our listeners get to hear us go, ooh, ah, oh, look at that. Oh, that's cool. Oh, dear. We've seen a few uh, Emmys so far. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mine's in the other room. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I have... Um, I'm more than this. Where is this? Oh, here it is. Okay. Um, this is my stopwatch, and there was a sequence I timed on. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, with the the clocking episode um, uh, that I did. Um, is that time um, out of joint? I'm out of joint. Time out yeah. of joint. Yeah. So this is the stopwatch I used to time that. This uh, we had uh, three of these. This is uh, is it our. Is it reversed on yours or is it only reversed on mine? This is EFX. Yeah, we yeah, we can see that, yeah. Okay. So I have another one that says layout as well. And these are stamps that you would stamp notes on storyboards. And and these would be the things that that when you're when you're like putting okay, we use a special effects for flame effects or whatever, you're you're giving the animators more information on the storyboard and you stamp that and write okay this is going to be this this and this and uh, you know dx it at 30 percent and uh you know please add uh, uh, a, a diffusion filter at, at this percentage and, right you know, so you'd have to put all that stuff down on paper um and so that's what those are that's that's what the, these are little things that i've said i see a su i see a superman bust as well like i have I, yes this uh that's oh these are toys i don't have the maquettes they're in the other room uh, but oh, yes, don't worry. I mean, you don't have to run out the room. That's fine. It's um, it's just cool to see. 
this is a standing oh, Batman standy. Oh, uh, standy, yeah, I love that cutout. Uh, do you have any uh, uh, animation cells? Um, yes, I do, and I don't have them in the room with me. Um, but uh, oh, well, that's one thing though. Um, I uh, I met Bob Kane when I was working at Deke. Um, he, right. he was walking across. Uh, the 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 studio and he saw Inspector Gadget and thought he could uh, sue them because he thought it looked like Cool McCool character that he had done for for Saturday morning. Of course, he his first thought that was I could uh, sue them. That's, yeah. that's very money off of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so he, he he comes in and and, and I, I I I'm like oh my gosh it's Bob Kane <laughs> right and and we have a conversation and and. Uh, and then I, I, I mentioned that I had gone to SVA, uh, School of Visual Arts, and Will Eisner was a teacher, and I knew they went to high school together. And he, right off the bat, he goes, ah, Will Eisner thinks he's so great, but who today knows who the spirit is? The whole world knows who Batman is. So I was like, oh, <laughs> I jealous, feel like he jealous just, much. Yeah, like he said that to Stan Lee when he was going to the Batman. He was like, Spider-Man's not a movie yet. Everyone knows who Batman is. No one knows. And it's yeah. like, you just had to run. It's like, dude, why? Why? You know? Well, and, and the response is, and who knows who Bill Finger is, Bob? You know? Yeah, no <laughs> so, shit. Yeah. But he was kind enough to do this for me. Wow. Actual sketches from Bob Kane. Yeah. Signed and everything. That's crazy. Bats wow. of luck. So, Batman and I got and to Robin. see him draw it. So I know now, you know, he can draw in a rudimentary sense. He can draw those things, you know. Mm. But I also have a collection of big little books that he he swiped for all the early stories that he had drawn. Uh, they're, they're uh, you know, t- t- he traced them off of some big little book artist, Henry Vallely. And, and so we were using those panels as, as inspiration, the, the, the big little book stuff that inspired Bob Kane. And we had them, line, you know, pinned up all over the, 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 the walls where we were working on the old show. Right. Okay, cool. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you like, do you have any of the like the original character concepts as well? You don't have to try and find them. But do you have you were talking about when I was conceptualizing Man Bat with this? Did you ever manage to keep any of those concepts that were yes, early designs? I do. And I wish um, I wish you had mentioned this earlier. I would have <laughs> had access to it better. For crying out loud. <laughs> Bruce Wayne turnaround that Bruce was helping getting the proportions wow. right on. Okay, so this cool. Is, this is, yeah. Um, let's see. I love that it's all just loose as well. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is the, the, a rough design for the uh, SWAT? For the SWAT team thing. And this is wow, Bruce for what so I was drawing. Cool. So that was. Uh, wow. All our, all our listeners, then, I'm sorry, you can't say any of this. Yeah, yeah, this is amazing. And this Very is, this cool. is my cleanup based on that, that became the model for the standard guy. Right. That, that oh, my was. God. So, what, um, ty- what type of pen did you use to ink that with? Uh, well, well, I don't even know. Uh, you know. Just a regular felt marker sometimes, and sometimes just a sharp pencil. And, and it would, it would you know, you, you would. Uh, we used a nice dark sharp pencil with Xerox like ink, um, right. but but uh, but a lot of times we used we used uh, fine point markers. Um, so interesting. So some of them weren't even originally inked; they were just done with a darker pencil and then Xerox. That's yeah. pretty cool. Let's see. Yeah, um, that is cool. Let's see who's. Oh, here's some turnarounds of. Uh, uh, there's the Firefly that I didn't draw wow, this. Wow, that's I awesome! Because I, you know, worked on the episode. Let's yeah, see yeah. Um, 
Okay. Uh, here's the demon. Now, again, not my episode. Oh, Etrigan. The design, Etrigan. Awesome. Um, With that uh, Frank Miller Dark Knight body on him. Yeah, yeah that's right? very Dark Knight Returns. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought it was for a second. I was like, wait a second, that's 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 Etrigan. Um, uh, no, that's that's why would I have that? Stuff I love that you just have all this stuff loose and it's like the coolest <laughs> thing to me. Yeah, you're like, oh, I guess I'll just go to this one random box on the floor yeah. with this oh, no, treasure no, chest. I, I, I had I, I frame them, them man, frame them. <laughs> I, I found another podcast, so I had some stuff, and I and I was let's see, let's see what I got in my goodies here. Oh, here's some, <laughs> Actually, most of this. There's a reason you're wearing red, Dan. You're like Santa right now for me, just showing me all this yeah. cool stuff. Well, actually, I there's a, in Riddler's Reform. There's a the director in that episode was based on me. So. Oh I'm really? Oh really? My, my, oh, my, I love I, I love that episode as well. It's one of my favorites. It's a great episode. Yeah. But by the way, I just was watching the first episode of the Adam West Batman uh again and i haven't seen it in a while and well, where he does the dance with the hands over the eyes right 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 but it, it opens with um with with batman and robin uh climbing the scaling the walls for the first time they they break into uh they the, t- they see that the riddler is uh robbing somebody and they break in to stop the robbery they they attack the riddler and uh and then turns out that it was all a sh- it was a sham he, he frames actually, him right yeah he yeah. frames him and the whole idea of batman and robin confronting the riddler thinking that he is committing a crime and he's not committing a crime is riddler's reform yes and i was like <laughs> it didn't occur to me at the time that we were ripping off the and when i was there i was watching the show yeah i mean he's probably his plot's very different in 66 yeah. to Riddler's Reform. He doesn't I have a toy. I can't company. believe it's the same style <laughs> plot. Uh, here's, here's a, a Happy Meal box from when Batman oh, was, was wow. doing We had that, that was, Joker car. Yeah, we had yeah. those toys. That Joker car with the head on it. We yeah. had that McDonald's I, I, toy. I learned how to ride a bicycle, and all of those knickknacks were on my bicycle. Yeah, yeah. And I tried to push off without training wheels, and I fell. And I landed oh, no. on my and on my Joker mirror, and oh, it broke dear. my heart. Oh dear! Oh. Um, here's some more. Uh, I don't know if this is if this is going to be a good memory or bad memory. Honestly, I enjoy this show, so whatever. But um, this was uh, these are okay. I don't put this. We saw a port. I saw a portfolio at at CalArts that was amazing. I love the artist, but there was nothing in there that said he could do what we what we wanted what we needed for the show this was when we were working on the new adventures and bruce had said flat out i love this guy's work but i don't want to ruin him i don't want to make him into me and meanwhile this kid is like i want to be mold me you know <laughs> right as i ko tongham was his name is is his name still and okay and um a brilliant brilliant portfolio and he had this weird kind of kirby style but it was surreal and and the second that we we said no to his portfolio the script came in and we went you know who we should get to design these monsters is kale and he had already gone back to hawaii i know um, what episode you're going to talk about now and why you don't want to build it up it is the so episode critters. critters so yeah. he kale would fax me hundreds of designs for for the giant locusts is crazy yes you remember that uh, it's like a farmer brown character world the that farmer like brown 
inject steroids into like all of these like farm animals and they terrorize gotham it's a crazy episode dan look when we come to review that episode because we like the underdwellers all right man we like i've got batman in my basement i think if we like those there's probably a good chance we'll like critters as well uh, it's, it's like Jurassic thing. Park in Gotham. It, it is. It is. It's. It's a very, very odd show. We. 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 We kind of always liked the idea of like the big, uh, strong hillbilly girl thing, and 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 we got to put that in there as a joke. We were. We were like always joking about having this 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 strong hillbilly gal, and uh, <laughs> and and that's and we got to put it in the show. So uh, that that was one of those things that. Um, yeah. Let's see. What else do I have? Uh, I'm sorry about the noise there. Uh, there's there's a Batman drawing I did recently. Wow, that's amazing! That's, awesome. that's so, amazing. Just casually, uh, it's just behind this. Uh, <laughs> uh, this, this is somebody. Somebody had put together a bunch of arms, Batman wow. arms, and this was like a hand theory thing that somebody had done uh, based on some of the ones that Bruce had done. They, it's upside down. Uh, but, I, know, I've studied that. the model pack. I've yeah, studied right? that for years. So, that's right. You so, have studied that, Will, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. he's he's looked at that for his. I've never seen the right the, with the gloves. Thing, right. The other hands. Let's see what else. Um, Oh gosh! I, right, I know. I feel that way too. I'm always. I'm just. I like. Oh my gosh! What I did? Um, I think I'm, he's saying, Dan, that he's looking at your stuff and he's no, like, no, damn no, it, no, 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 no. no, no. Here's wow, a, that's a great Batman, that's so man. Cool. That's so cool. Um, what else? What else? Why I got here? did I decide to try and draw like Tom McFarlane instead of Bruce Tim? I need to go back to my childhood. And smack you could be drawing the new Batman Adventures continues right now. I did. I, I actually side story. I didn't tell you. I I know the editor of that book, and I emailed him last night, uh, and I just made this huge case email, being like, "Look, I never do this, but." I host a show about Batman the Animated Series. I've recently drawn Batman, Joker, you know, the Royal Flush Gang. I drew them all like Batman the Animated Series. I love the show. Not, I know this is super forward and like a lot, but please let me draw a cover for this book. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. We oh, will fingers see. crossed. I hope you do. He's, That's he's amazing. He's a great editor. He's the editor that first gave me my work at DC. So hopefully. Wow. Okay, cool. cool. And, you know, Dan will just call up Paul Dini and be like, Paul, I just met this kid named Will. He's pretty cool, man. You should probably give him a cover on the new Batman book. You know, and then no, call give, up. Give him a cover on the Batman book. This Batman's amazing. <laughs> you should this do is, a cover on the book. This is, this is Supergirl when she, after she was captured uh, in, in Legacy, she, or she was. Oh, wait, by Dark Side? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, and, and then, and so this is, this is when. Um, uh hamilton is is trying to help her and and superman comes in to like you know and and this is actually we're setting the 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 groundwork for for galatea later on in justice mm. league with this with this state we actually reuse that later on this is a bruce revision on a joke in justice league that that um where where uh <laughs> the flash uh is 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 yelling at grod this is um oh my gosh what's his name solovar next to him and, and he's like yeah and well you're naked and and, and he's like reacts and <laughs> and he's like shrugs uh, oh well and then they go on <laughs> oh that was like a little joke that uh that, that bruce had me like how about this and yeah okay let's do that so. well i i mean honestly i feel like 
we've got to have you back on again soon, Dan, because uh, not only do you have loads of other episodes that we can review when we get to them, but it also sounds like you have loads of other stuff that if we, we ask you ahead of time, you can share even more Open with a us. museum, man. Yeah. Oh, I should. Yeah, I know. I know. I got to do that. That's the thing I got to do. A museum. Yes. <laughs> well, um, uh, before we head off, Dan, can you talk about anything that you're working on now? Where can people find you online if you want to direct them anywhere to check out your stuff any uh, websites anything like I, that i do have a danreba.com uh that has some uh storyboards and artwork uh in uh, on uh, my website um and uh, i'm i'm setting up right now another event uh with cgc to do some uh c- cover illustrations and uh and signings and whatever you got awesome you know so well, yeah, I'll definitely I'll include the link uh, to your website yeah, in the description yeah. of this episode so people can go and check you out and uh, see your stuff there and see, you know, when you're doing signings and, and commissions and all that cool stuff. That sounds awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Well, Dan, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, it's just been a lot of fun. Like what I what I really love about uh all of the episodes you worked on it's clear just by talking to you you're you're a massive fan you have a lot of influence in batman in your life and that comes through in your episodes and then in turn influences other creators you know like will here and stuff like that so yeah big thank you man your stuff is you're awesome welcome. and you're we welcome. will definitely have you back if you if you if you're up for it and talk about other sure. episodes Sure, sure. That would be my pleasure. Awesome. I'll, I'll prepare. I'll prepare more stuff to show. <laughs> you, it was great, man. Thanks so much. Okay. All right. Take care. Well, that was fun. Who's for Chinese? All right. We hope you all enjoyed that interview. Um, just right off the bat, bud. One of my favorite things about talking to Dan was when he shared all those original sketches with us, I think it was off pod as well. We got like yeah. man, man bat SWAT team, like all of that OG stuff was so cool to see. And it wasn't like they were framed or anything. They were just like in stacks of papers. It's like, I, know. I, I too in my studio have stacks of papers, but it's not like, ah, oh, just iconic early designs of characters from the very popular <laughs> show. That's beloved. Like in between like my taxes from 2003, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it was nuts with the things he's pulling out. Like Bob Kane original sketch art. Like what? That's crazy. Nuts. Yeah. So really loved seeing all of that. Especially loved seeing. I'll say that my dick sprang seeing those. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, dick sprang, I mean, we talked about obviously Legends of the Dark Knight, and you made a really good point about how that was our first introduction to the Dark Knight Returns because we were too young to read it, and I think that's something I never realized until having that conversation and being able to create the look and feel of that. And I love that the guy that voiced the mutant leader was a big fan of the book. And he was like, wait a minute, like on set, he's like, this is the dark Knight returns. I'm the yeah. mutant leader. That's so funny. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's an iconic episode and, and yeah, it's crazy to think that, uh, this guy made it, you know? Absolutely. Um, loved how uh, trial was almost the feature film before mask of the phantasm that would have been great i mean i know you're all for that like director's cut of trial oh Uh, yeah give me the extended (laughs) like 12 angry men cut baby yeah i would i would have 
like to see what that was like. Obviously, love the Mask of the Phantasm film, but I would love to see what a longer version of Trial would be like. I, I guess it know. wouldn't wouldn't have been a very action packed no Batman it's... cartoon movie. Exactly, like court as like dramas as a kid, are not for kids, are they? Yeah, but as a kid, I personally would have loved it because I was a weird child that <laughs> like, didn't care about like action. I was like, give me cinema as I sip on my rye pita and eat my peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> Which I still do yeah. as a 33-year-old you, I was going to say, you do that now. Um, you said Baby Doll is like Sunset Boulevard, but with a child actor. I thought that was a really good point. Never even thought about it that way. Um, even Dan was just like, yes, that's exactly what we were going for, which is really cool. Yeah, you know me. I just, you know, I'm so wise. And... Yeah, I know, I know. And then um, the voice of the Scarecrow being the reanimator. Um, yeah, that's crazy. That blew your that... mind. And they kept bumping into him at like the all these famous people at this magical elevator at a shopping center. Yeah, and the fact that he got fucking George Lazenby, a James Bond. I never knew that James Bond was in the DCAU. I had no idea, and it's it's. I love that they changed the line to "We've got all the time in the world." Like that's a really fun little Easter egg yeah. that I never knew about. Your dick definitely sprang when that happens. <laughs> um, and then of course. You know, the really cool fact I, I loved was how On Her Majesty's Secret Service informed the editing for fight scenes for Superman the Animated Series yeah, and New Batman that's, Adventures. That's so cool. That's the type of inside baseball I love to hear. You're not yeah. going to, there's no book that tells you that or anything like that. That's like pure, straight from the source, baby. Hell yeah. And one thing he shared with us off pod, which I'll share with everyone now, that's really cool. Um, I was like, man, I wish we were still recording. Uh, but he said that Warner Brothers wasn't sure about the animation uh, of Batman the Animated Series before its release. They were like, is this good? Is this like weird? Is it going to kind of be a hit or a flop? So they shared it with Tim Burton. And Tim Burton was the one who said, oh, yeah, leave these guys alone. Let them do what they're doing. Let mm -hmm. them do what they want. And, you know, that's great because obviously his his time at Disney and animation was was something that Warner Brothers wanted his input on, as well as being the big hit director of Batman and the upcoming Batman Returns. Um, so I think that's really cool as well that Tim Burton saw that and was just like, hell yeah, this is awesome. Like, let these guys do their thing. So we'll definitely have Dan Reaver back, I think, in the future to talk about other episodes he's directed and get some more insider behind the scenes, which is what we love to do and why we do this podcast. One of the many reasons we get to do this is chat with these people and find out all this cool stuff. So we hope you enjoyed that. All right, we're going to our only category of the day, which is Ace the Bat Sound. This is a game that we play with you, the listener. Each week, I'll play a brief music clip from the show, and you have to guess who the character is or the title of the episode that the music belongs to. The answer to each clip will be revealed in the following episode. So last week, we had this music clip.
And if you still don't know, here's a clue of a voice clip from that episode. Come, Dark Brother. Avail yourself of the nectar of the gods. No thanks. I just want to ask you a few questions about... Hold! The words of the gods are not for the ears of mere muses. Yep, that's me, just a lowly muse. Whatever. All right, that's enough clues for now. The answer to that is the character Maxi Zeus from the episode Fire from Olympus. Very John Williams sounding score, almost Superman like with those horns. Really love that. Do you remember that episode, bud? The Maxi Zeus? I do, one? actually. Yes, I do. Yeah. I, la- I laughed when you said his name because it's like, I have not thought about Maxi Zeus for like 15 years. It's crazy. It's such a random episode. I feel like that would have been one that got lost in the writer's room, you know, where they're like, who can we do? Mm. I'm amazed that it got through, you know, like... I remember enjoying it, though. Yeah, I think it's a decent episode. I haven't seen it in a while, and I'm saving a lot of those episodes for this show now. The ones that I've seen a billion times, I'll keep on watching, but that one is another one that I haven't watched a lot. So, like Blind as a Bat, we were talking about with Dan. I don't watch that that much, but... After we interviewed him, I watched it and I was like, this is a great episode. It's a lot of fun. All right. Here is the musical clip for next week's episode where you'll have to name the episode title that the music is from. Okay, good luck with that. Really weird one, like an 80s style guitar. It's not common for this show, so I thought that would be a fun one to do. All right, our final category of the day is You've Got Mail. Oh, by the way, this came for you an hour ago by Messenger. You've Got Mail. Thank you, Alfred. A couple listeners have written in or given us ratings, which is really appreciated. Thank you so much. We've got Abraxas Trevor, who's given us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. They have said, love the dynamic between the hosts and their love of Batman and comics in general. The episodes are fun and full of interesting facts about the show, accessible to diehard and casual fans alike. That's a nice one right there. I like That's that. Right. Well, because I'm the di- I'm the casual and you're the diehard, right? Yeah, I suppose so. That's the balance there. And you're the comic book writer and artist. That's what's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next one, Sam Barron, five stars. Sam has said, growing up watching the Beatles, being a Batman fan and a collector of comics, these guys get me. Their humor is ideal for me. Really love this show. Keep them coming, guys. Big fan. Thank you very much, Sam. Thank That's you. really nice of you to say. And the final one, bud, I don't get this one because I'll just read it and then we'll decide. All right, so this is from John Louis. Two stars on Apple Podcasts. Two. Oh, John! John has said, like this podcast and voice is a little annoying, but just great podcast. Now. <laughs> what? Because your, you... your voice is annoying, right? <laughs> First of all, I was like, whose voice is annoying? I guess I'm I have deep, like, timber to my voice. And it's like <laughs> beautiful molasses in the earbuds. I don't know what, and then, what you headphones like, you're listening to your voice on. Hey, everybody, it's me, Alex Robson. That's me? <laughs> That's me? <laughs> Fuck you, buddy. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm from the deep in the voice, but actually I'm so fat my tongue swells up in my mouth. I'm quite bad at making sentences because I'm so fat. We're brothers. We're allowed to make fun of each other. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, I, what, bring it on. I love it. It's very entertaining to me. And voices. So what I don't get is maybe we've got. We said voices a little. Do you say little high? A little annoying. Annoying. Well, there were a few episodes where we had some audio problems where our yeah, audio yeah. wasn't balanced. Maybe that was. Maybe. What they're referring to. And for those that um, have heard that and wondered why, it's simply because we were recording over Zoom. Especially when we have guests, we have to record over Zoom because they can't record separately. And if they did, I don't want to make them do it. So like Dan's today, it's a different sound quality because we're recording through mics and obviously we're recording through separately on our computers where when you record on Zoom, it's just not as good quality. So um hope you can deal with it. And if you can't, well, then fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, find another podcast to listen to. You've exactly. made it this far in this episode. What are you yeah. doing? What are you doing? But yeah. But don't, I, don't rate two stars, please. <laughs> yeah, because it's like this podcast and voice is a little annoying, but just great podcast. So it's like, like, annoying, great. Those are the words hey, that well, I look. see. The, the so like, why did we get three or four stars? Why well, is it the, two? The like is worth two stars, but the voice is so annoying, Wig. Your voice is so annoying. <laughs> so fucking annoying that it's knocked it down by double the amount of stars plus one. Double. Did you say double? <laughs> um, yeah, but then it's just great podcast at the end. So why why, why don't we get another star for great? We get two for like, but then I think great he podcast. Was, reiterating that like i like it but john if you're listening to us right now i want another (laughs) review on our podcast with five stars explaining why you gave two stars all right john that's your mission go for it Uh, he's probably not listening anymore bud he's he's probably not or if he is he's just like this guy's so fucking annoying like it's zero stars amending mind (laughs) and i'm going to tell you why you're annoying can't wait to read it at least you said this guy not these guys You, you know yourself so that's good yeah, well, you've already put it in my head now, so I'm just going to beat myself up. <laughs> it's and be like, me, Batman. <laughs> Who's got the annoying voice? It's in me, William. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't like your Robin voice or something. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. Oh, that's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> don't try to do my Robin voice. Well, I have to stick my shoulders up yeah. like my ears. You have to get into a really weird place. I have to get really high with my voice back, man. It's almost like a, a whisper because you're just so out of breath because you're such a little boy between the age of 12 and 24. <laughs> that's right, you are. <laughs> Batman, that's the perfect age for a robin. I think you should stop there before you get cancer. Oh, yeah, that sounded, <laughs> that sounded bad. I was saying perfect age for robin. All right, it's our final category of the day is what you're putting in your holes. Buddy, we usually talk about Succession, Barry, but we're going to wait on those because they're still going right now, and I would like to wait until they're finally done where we can just talk about the final episodes of those shows, especially Succession. So I don't have a whole lot that I'm watching right now because I've been real busy with work and editing the podcast and having guests, and it's just been... A busy old time, so I really don't have too much in my remit. Are you watching anything in particular? Uh, what am I putting in my holes besides big, big cocks? <laughs> 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 and, and cock-shaped dildos and things. Um, not too much. I, I'm also busy making my, my book and stuff like that and working hard and 
Yeah, I, I, besides Succession and Barry, which we're not talking about, that's that's really exactly it. right. Like I, fi- I, I finished, thinking... I finished rewatching Brooklyn Nine Nine, and I didn't enjoy it as much as before. It's still very good, but not as good as I remember it being. And mm. I'm, I, 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 have I told you that I've started watching Magnum PI? No. Yeah. So what? Me and my, that's so random for you. When on my birthday, when we, you and I, and our partners stayed in that hotel. In the morning as we were getting ready to go, there was an episode of Magnum P.I. on and my wife was putting her makeup on and I was just hanging out. And we put it on because it's like, oh, look, it's Tom Selleck. We like friends. And so we were like, oh, well, I've never seen Magnum P.I. We'll give it a go. And we actually really enjoyed the episode. It was like all these twists and turns. And it was you like, who done it? Like, you guys are like an old married couple in like the the 70s. But it, like, Magnum P.I. came out in 1980, first of all. OK, but you know what I'm saying? And it ran for eight years. 80s. But, you know, like the couple is just like, we got to put on. I guess we do that now, though. We're like, got to put on our show. Yeah, you 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 run a podcast about a show that started in 1992. OK, yeah, so, I shot myself in the foot. Which now. started four years after Magnum P.I. ended. So that's just put the it show Magnum P.I. If you were like, buddy, OK, don't shit on it. It's good. Uh, no, it's no, no, no. It's not the shitting. vibe. We're I in Hawaii. It. It's Tom Selleck, who's an absolute snack. There's, uh, <laughs> I think he's a whole meal to your wife. Yeah, he's riding in a fucking red Ferrari. He's solving crimes, murder mysteries. It's just a good time. I just, I, I, I get the premise. I guess because it's such an old show, I didn't expect it to be something that you would watch, right? Like, neither did just... I. But we watched one episode in the hotel room. We were like, that was actually really good, good, wasn't it? We we're like, is Magnum PI secretly really good? And then uh, we was, was like, this over hey, your birthday when you watched? Yeah. It? Oh, and then no the, kidding. The next morning, we we actually pretty much have breakfast in bed every morning, and um, we have a That'd TV nice. in our room. Mm, yeah, it's, it is very nice. I put my order in, my wife gets it, I lay down, <laughs> and she comes up. I'm like, I did breakfast in bed every morning. I'm a very lucky man. Your wife is Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and I was just scrolling through like BBC, and I saw that they had Magnum PI, so I chucked an episode on. And that episode was good as well, so I was like, we are we watching Magna PI now? And she's like, I guess so. So we started watching it, and it's uh, it's it's I don't know, it's making but with the sun coming in and stuff, like it's like a really like it's just I think I could say is like the vibe of it is good, good vibes just, to Magna PI. It was so random. Like if you said to me, buddy, I've got a, a million dollars here, and you can have it. You get, I uh, let's go as high as fifty guesses. If you can guess what show me and my mm. wife are into, I would not have said Magnum P.I. in 50 answers. I would not have said it. There's just no way I'd be like, Magnum P.I.? On <laughs> ep- like number, I don't know, 48, you know? I just wouldn't <laughs> have gotten it. If we were, if we, if we just weren't in a hotel room with daytime TV on, we would have never seen it. So there you go. Yeah. That's how they did it back in the old days, didn't they, mm. Granddad? That's right. And you know what? I kind of miss it. All these streaming services, everything's split up and everything's so expensive. It's all going to come back around, I think. Because someone's going to be like, I've invented a new thing. It's where a one-stop all streaming service. And it's like, that's cable. It's like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to call it cable. (laughs) (laughs) Cable. Oh, my God. Genius. How much? (laughs) (laughs) $100. All right, I think that's where we'll wrap it up. So do you have anything you want to add before we jet off? Wait, September, my new issue's coming of Outbreaks, and I cannot wait to get an order. In hands. September. <laughs> <laughs> Outbreaks! 
Break it in the outbreak, zombies. Coming to eat your brains. Zombie, 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 zombie. Ah, good hey, stuff. A little bit of earth, wind, and the old fire there. One of the best <laughs> bands of all time. <laughs> Well, that's all the time we've got for this week. Join us next time while we'll continue talking all things Batman, the animated series. Until then, I've been Alex Robson. I've been Will Robson. And remember that we are vengeance. We are the night. We are a podcast. Toodles! Goodbye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my fucking podcast. It's me, the biggest douchebag of all time, Alex Robson. <laughs> and I'm here with my brother, Megas, the fattest guy I've ever known, whose blood type is milkshake, is Will Robson. I know that, my brother, it's me, William Robson. That's very good. That's something I've I currently can't move because I pulled my back and tried to clean my ass because I'm so fat I can barely reach it anymore. <laughs> Anything I say now is going to pale in comparison. Uh, I am also very pale. <laughs> Are you not ready to podcast? Oh yeah, I'm ready to go at twelve. It's twelve oh seven, mate. Oh, the you were ticking. You were. <laughs> the clock is ticking. Let's do this thing. Okay, I get ready. Let's go. Ready. All right. Close that. Oh my god! (laughs) Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready, I promise. Here we go. So you don't want to bust out your stupid little fucking green screen first so you're sitting in the back game? (laughs) No, let's let's crack on. I see you've stopped using that already. Alright, we've got... Now, I do it for all the TikToks, don't I? Right. And, yeah, it's it's a pain to put away because you have to fold it in the most particular way and me and Kat (laughs) spent... You hate it. We spent... 45 minutes trying to oh, do that's it the other day. Too many minutes. We literally could not put it away. And we were like, we should film this because this is insane. <laughs> like, just speed it up. Oh, God. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one.